You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Ravenswood After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Ravenswood After Show. Got a secret, can you keep it? A related show, pretty good. Yeah, definitely brings back memories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Ravenswood. We're doing another recap for season one, episode four. This is The Devil Has a Face. A lot of crazy things happened last week, and we open up with uh, this week's scene. Just another craziness going on, and everyone is running around, chasing one another in the graveyard, but we open up with Miranda, and she's running after someone, well, she's calling out Abby's name, and looking for Abby, and as we know from last week, uh, we ended the, the episode with, they were playing around, you know, calling spirits, calling people's names, uh, specifically Abby, and trying to get answers. And after Miranda saves everyone's lives, now she's chasing Abby in the graveyard, trying to stop her and find some answers. She comes across Abby. Um, they were cu- kind of like cuddled in a um, huddled in a group, standing in front of what happened to be Abby's grave. Yes. And as soon as they see Miranda, everyone just runs away. So now we know that there's more than just one person that they could see, specifically Miranda. Yeah. That's what I thought was the biggest kind of breakthrough of that opening scene was that we realized other people are seeing her outside of this packed five, if you want to refer to it that way, that that people were seeing her and would run away from her. So I don't know if she has like a bad spirit around her or if she's just scary because they don't know her or they know her history, it it seemed confusing as to exactly why they were running away. I personally think they were scared just because of what they might have experienced with other bad spirits inside um, the house, inside the graveyard. So they're not familiar with Miranda. They don't know who she is. So she could be either or. And we definitely see that they're not... Uh, the same spirits or they're not comparable to who we saw on that bridge which had a more of a darker spirit darker um image to herself so they're definitely like miranda we just don't know what their intentions are so but we do see that the pack five does exist yeah we saw that repeatedly in the episode kind of proof that history is in fact repeating itself we'll get into it in a little bit but with caleb we see him go back and try to figure out more about this person, I guess the Caleb of generations before, who looks exactly like him, according to the elderly woman he encounters. And what was really interesting is how Abby's grave or uh, gravestone just splits into half, which we don't know. I actually don't know what it symbolizes at this point. Maybe if you guys know, make sure to tweet us. Uh, leave us a comment on YouTube, mm-hmm. iTunes, and let us know because I definitely want to know what it uh, signifies. Any ideas, guys? I don't know. I thought maybe like a traumatizing, it, like the most obvious thing to me, and I still don't know, so please tweet at us, but <laughs> um, maybe a traumatizing way that she died, like that it wasn't a peaceful death, that there was something surrounding it that, that wasn't pleasant. Definitely. Uh, so after we're done with Miranda chasing down ghosts, yeah. <laughs> more spirits, she just happens to pop in to Caleb's room while he's sitting in a bat towel Woo! in front of a computer. <laughs> yeah, ABC family. <laughs> yeah, seriously, what is this? <laughs> Trying to figure out what to write to Hannah. And he's like, well, you know, we need to talk about this. Can you give me a warning before you come in? You know, 
people want, you know, maybe I could have a chance to put on some, tra- you know, underwear or whatever. She's like, Do you need help putting your underwear on? Yeah. I <laughs> felt like that scene was so funny because the fact that he was struggling to write that email felt like very true to life to me. And that's what Ravenswood is trying to do is be true in some capacities to the high school experience and in other ways it's obviously this supernatural thriller type experience Mm -hmm. going on um and so i appreciated the fact that he was a high school boy who couldn't figure out how to write this email (laughs) but on the flip side of that i don't think that a high school boy would care if a girl walked into his room when he was in a towel i i I don't know true but he really (laughs) loves hannah he does i think he finds it inappropriate because he may be uh, developing some feelings for Miranda and he doesn't know how to deal with them, especially with the fact that she's not alive, for him to know yeah. that he could pursue this relationship. Well, and we see that, or hear that Miranda kind of feels the same way about him in that she you know, says like, I'm sticking around because I'm not ready to let go of some people, I think was the line tonight. And, and I think that that person at least, assumedly, is Caleb. No, she... I definitely think it's Caleb. Oh, definitely, yeah. 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 Were either of you upset at Caleb for a while because he wasn't contacting Hannah? And he has so much... I just wondered about it a week after yeah. a week. Like, why are you not texting? Why are you not responding to her? Yeah. And I felt like an email was the coldest way yeah. of, <laughs> of like... like, getting back in touch. I mean, I guess you can write a longer thing than a text, and so I guess that's a way of defending an email, but still, it just felt very impersonal. I kind of feel like he's had to be Hannah's bodyguard for so long and as he mentions in the episode they've never kept secrets from one another and yeah for him to be on the phone with her you could tell when something's wrong with the person based on the tone of their oh yeah of their voice and how they say certain stuff so maybe he doesn't want to talk to her on the phone just so he doesn't have to reveal too much information and he doesn't want oh sorry (laughs) he doesn't want to get her involved in what's going on which is nice but (laughs) he mentions you know you don't know hannah if she finds out she's going to be on the next you know uh right over here to ravenswood and he doesn't want her involved because he doesn't even know what he's up against yeah i mean it's clear that he wants to protect her and doesn't know exactly what he's up against what this spirit is and he even mentions kind of regretting ever getting off the bus and coming to Ravenswood. So he's obviously scared for himself and doesn't want to put Hannah in that line of fire, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to look, Luke and Olivia. Uh, we see them arguing in uh, the kitchen mm-hmm. late at night. Olivia can't sleep, so she goes downstairs, and Luke is asking her to make a promise not to continue on and not to explore whatever it is that they saw. And even though he was there in the room, I feel like he still doesn't want to believe what's going on around him. Which, to me, I understand both sides of it because I understand he wants to live a normal life, even if he does have X amount of days left and not worry about it. But then part of me is like, well... Don't you want to find out? Maybe you have, like, a slight possibility, even as small as it is, of preventing it from happening and reoccurring again? What do you guys think about it? I think that there is definitely, even though they're talking about the Pact Five, why would there not be room for breaking the spell? And I think that Luke is being a little immature and naive to not face it. Mm-hmm. I understand the idea that someone could not want to face it and and run away from it. But what was interesting was I think last week we mentioned with the Ouija board that he at first wasn't interested in it and mm-hmm. then kind of seemed to come around in the episode that he was more of a believer. And then he was back to not believing this episode. So that felt like a weird – I wasn't sure what caused that to kind of happen again or maybe he didn't believe throughout the episode and we just misinterpreted last week. I feel like when he needs – uh, protection and he needs help he's a believer but as soon as everything's done and he's good and he's you know the tough guy sticking it out he's mm-hmm. like I don't need you guys I yeah. don't need this do you, I'm good yeah, yeah. do you think he's out for himself or not doesn't really care about the others in the pact 
Um, no, I think he cares about them, but I'm going to save that for my predictions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just think he's going to get himself in a lot of trouble by trying to go solo in this whole uh, quest to yeah. finding answers. Or they're going to be finding him, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's good to stick in a pack. Not to continually compare the show to Pretty Little Liars, but <laughs> it th- we've seen it in the past when the girls break off from each other. Yeah, on Pretty Little Liars, that's when it all goes awry for them. And so by him separating himself, they could follow in that pattern. And, and it's really funny we bring you know Pretty Little Liars into this because we've mentioned over and over again that the girls need to live a normal life. They're in high school. They need to enjoy their high school life, you know, especially that they, they're seniors now and about to graduate. Um, but then over here in Ravenswood, it's completely different because this is their life. Yeah. And we want them to, you know, step up and find out what is going on. And he just wants to live that normal high school life and not be bothered with whatever it is. So it's, uh, it's really interesting that you have different sides um and the writers did an amazing job um, absolutely and i feel like each week we watch ravenswood we're getting a few more answers about kind of why and how this pact works when we first watched the pilot i think we were all kind of saying like okay we know there's this thing but it's five people and they've done a really good job of slowly revealing it we're in episode four now as I look over (laughs) to check but episode four and it it does feel like a slow reveal at this point it does um and what's even more slow is I I think how the story the storyline some of the characters and how they're rolling things out um like it's not like Pretty Little Liars what they give us clues obvious bluntly obvious yeah. clues you know on the board or you know somewhere uh, written something that you know and you're able to tie it but over here you're really not getting obvious clues you really have to put yourself in their shoes and dig for the information like for tonight's episode we see Remy sleepwalking once again mm-hmm. and she's yeah. in the kitchen trying to get water um, what she sees in her uh, dream is while she's pouring water, there's blood coming out. She freaks out, uh, drops the cup, <laughs> yes. breaks it all over the ground, and her dad, you know, grabs her from behind to make sure she's okay and she doesn't step into any broken glass. I mean, her dad is ultimately always there to protect her. I mean, yeah, he's there at every moment when she seems to How do you get him. there so fast? Right. I mean, That's what like, I want to know. I mean, it's but in, I think in the pretty, kitchen. Yeah, I think they're pretty uh, careful with her because she does have. We we see from a couple of episodes that she does have a tendency to sleepwalk. So they need to be really cautious with her. They, you know, he caught her from the middle of the street, almost getting hit by a car. Yeah. So it's something that she she has, and as a parent, you need to be really careful because you don't know what you know, your child might do or where they might sleepwalk to. I mean, he also seems so protective of her. I know we've mentioned this over and over again, uh, that her relationship with Luke and her staying away from from Luke, he does not want that relationship to be. And he must be happy in this episode. But, you know, before I get into that, I want to pose a question and ask you guys what you guys think about and also our viewers. Who do you think um remy i feel like remy feels like she has someone's blood on her hands um like she's responsible for something i just don't know what it is and not i might not you know i'm i could be wrong yeah i feel like the blood coming out of the refrigerator was you know on her hands was because she did something and she feels responsible and maybe you know something that has nothing to do with today's scene or uh, in you know, in this time, it could be you know something that she did a couple of years ago, or maybe something she's known she's never revealed. Yeah, something about you know her being involved um, with this curse reoccurring. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I was thinking about maybe the blood being of a past, like a past life that she did something okay. in a past ge- generation, and she feels that even though Mm -hmm. maybe she didn't personally do it but like those inner connections between the generations are what are making her hands uh like dirty if you want to i mean it definitely can be and you know moving on to 
Remy and her dad and Luke, uh, her dad, even though he's accepted the idea of Luke and Remy being together because Remy's mom was supposed to talk to her dad to let him know that they're going to be seeing one another and they make plans to go to the movies. But of course, <laughs> Remy is too scared to be in a dark room um, watching a movie because of what they just experienced the night before. So, you know, they decide to maybe stay home and Luke comes over and what we saw, you know, a couple beans. <laughs> hours ago, you know, in at the coffee shop of them, you know, discussing and how he wants to, you know, spend time with her. Um, all of a sudden, he wants to break up with her. That felt like such a huge left turn to me. Because it felt like for weeks we were building this into a relationship, like, uh, Arya and Ezra, yeah, that's a bad example. Romeo and Juliet. Like, like <laughs> this, like, will they, won't they kind of relationship, like, we'll be anywhere together as long as we're together mm-hmm. type relationship. And then all of a sudden for him to be like, no, we need to put the brakes on it. You remind me too much of the past, which I think it was his main argument as mm-hmm. to why he wanted to end things. Felt very, very kind of odd and out of place to me. I don't know how you felt about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't really like the idea of them breaking up because I don't like Tess, for one. Mm-hmm. I don't like her attitude. But I think that it seems fake, so. Yeah, I mean, was it just because he was interested in Tess and he's using the excuse of the past? I don't know. Part of me feels like he he is interested or not interested in Tess, but uh, it sparked something, some feeling in, yeah. in him. And a part of me feels like he wants to break up with Remy to get away from her just to protect her from everything that's going on and everything that they've experienced. Do you guys think it could be more of a selfish thing where he wants to get away from all of the people who are involved in the pact? I feel like he wants to get away just to protect them. I don't think it's selfish. Yeah. Okay. Especially, you know, his sister's involved in it as well. He can. How far is he supposed to run away from his own sister? Exactly. But, you know, we'll see more of them. Um, Another interesting encounter that happened this week or this uh, episode was um, Olivia, her mom, and Mr. Collins. So Mr. Collins gets creepier and creepier every week you watch. (laughs) You're just amazed. Like, could this man be any creeper? No. (laughs) I think (laughs) Olivia had the... Best experience <laughs> in this episode. You know, she went on this full quest to finding information, and it seems like for her, information is coming to her versus her going to look for it. Um, you know, it starts off by the coffee shop. Um, her mom comes to pull her out because she had a doctor's appointment, follow-up visit for the accident. She, you know, her mom wants to make sure she's okay and Olivia missed the appointment. So her mom comes to drag her out of the coffee shop to make sure she goes and attends her appointment. And uh, who do we see approaching them, which <laughs> looked rather very friendly Yeah, versus I, yeah. strangers? That was what was, I'll save it more for predictions, but... That was an interesting thing that you I hadn't thought of before that Collins knew um, yeah. Olivia's mother. That seemed very out of the blue to me. Yeah. So he stops in to say, he, uh, Mr. Collins, uh, Raymond, stops Olivia and her mom to make sure Olivia's mom was okay from uh, the night, from the day of Miranda's funeral because he saw the cops harassing her and asking questions Um and he wanted to thank her. He didn't get the opportunity to thank her for coming to Miranda's funeral, but also wanted to say sorry that it, the harassment took place inside his house. Of all the places, you know, he would never let anything happen to her inside her house. And I'm thinking, what do you have for this lady? You yeah. seem very friendly, and it seems like he has feelings towards her. Yeah. Because that is the only time I've seen this man be nice and, yeah. <laughs> you know, put down his guard. Even with his 
uh, family. Miranda was his family. He was so cold, didn't want to have anything to do with her. It's like, why are you here? You should go back. Why did you come to Ravenswood? And here he is trying to make sure Olivia's mom was okay and nothing happened to her. And we also find out that... Um, well, Olivia starts questioning her mom versus yeah. the other way around. Yeah. When Collins reveals that she was at a party with his caretaker, um, <laughs> and he just wants to make sure she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. To go back, Mr. Collins, like, he definitely seems like a guarded and sheltered man away from everyone. And then to see him kind of open up and be so kind and and caring and protective of Olivia and her mother, that was a real turn and an odd turn in character. I think he was trying to throw Olivia under the bus, but protect the mom. Yeah. Because he kept picking things into um, the story that would upset the mom and start questioning that's, that's true. what she was doing yeah. there. You know, are you sure you're okay? You didn't tell me, you know, just start that argument. So <clears throat> when they get into the car, Olivia is the one asking her mom questions like, well, how do you yeah. guys know one another? <laughs> and she's like, oh, you know, we used to be, we know each other from high school, but, you know, uh, your dad wasn't very fond of her. Totally fond of incriminated herself just mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah. Didn't let him come around. Well, does he come around now or do you go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Olivia starts asking questions to herself like, could he be the one that killed my dad? Because if they weren't so fond of one another, they didn't get along. And he obviously has feelings for my mom. He could have had a motive to to go ahead and kill my dad. Yeah, and there was already talk about some kind of affair that was going on with one of the parents, and maybe that was it? Possibly. So, guys, we might have been wrong about Remy's dad, but we'll still (laughs) hold that theory (laughs) until we're proven wrong. Um, We also see Olivia going to find Caleb at the house, and freaky door doors open instead of running the other way she's yeah. like let me just go in and see what's Seriously? in there what did you just experience the night before <laughs> really it's time for a safety lesson honestly. i was yeah. i was crossing my fingers and hoping she doesn't mess around with the board Seriously, yeah. i was like you better not touch that <laughs> yeah. board when yeah. there's no one there yeah. but i was rather pleased to see miranda oh yeah in the room and i'm liking the bond that they're forming uh, because Olivia is not the one to sit around and tell her story to people and gossip, you know, and Miranda doesn't really have anyone to do that. She doesn't know any of the, the people. So it's good to see them coming together in, in a friendship type of way versus they just need one another to get answers. Right? Yeah. And they share, you know, similar stories of... Uh, what they want to see and Miranda Miranda wants to get over Caleb because he has a girlfriend but you know she doesn't even have her mom she came here to get some answers find her family she ended up dying and still hasn't met her mom and Olivia just wants to know what happened to to her dad she wants to find out what's going on with this curse so Miranda reveals that she thinks Collins her uncle is involved in this more than what we see and what we know and she mentions she saw a newspaper with her dad's death the article on his desk and things have just sparked her interest uh about the case and how he could be involved based on his office and what she's seen so she promises uh olivia to take her on a tour when collins is not home um and then afterwards uh, you know, Olivia does come back. They go on a tour, and they're snooping around the office. Miranda's like, don't touch Ooh. anything. He has a great yeah. memory. You know, he'll remember if you even touch one thing. Of course. What does Olivia do? Man, you knew that that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> there was no way that she wasn't going to mess something up in that room and leave it perfectly the same. I was like, whoa, 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 stop avoiding. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what was really interesting from everything is they find hair hair clips, well, haircut and put in jars and yeah, it has people's, hair. people's initials on it and the date so of their creepy. death. 
and it's put into drawers. All and like as soon filed as she, away and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as she opens one, uh, all the other drawers start opening up and closing, opening and closing. Yeah. So Miranda sees hers. There's a jar with her name, and I was like, "That's it! I knew it!" Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> answered my pred- question. <laughs> yeah, predicted that last week for sure. I saw it, and I'm like, "Why is he cutting her hair? It must be some sort of a ritual or something, or curse, spell, something." I just didn't know what it was. So as soon as we um, we saw the the jar and Miranda's, uh, they put it on top of a counter, and it just burst. And as soon as it burst. Miranda's uh, spirit was outside and it was outside of the gate. So I was like, that's what it was. So he's keeping people's hair, uh, a piece of their hair in a jar to keep them locked inside of these gates, inside of the cemetery um, around their their graves, which is creepy. Yeah, Yeah, do you think that that is all for evil or do you think there's something good behind it? I, as I said last week, I think, <laughs> I want to believe that there's something good. Maybe he's protecting them. You in know? some capacity. Like, But to me, now, it feels like the hair is some kind of tether on them. That yeah. he won't allow them to leave the property. And so he's essentially, I hate to use this term, but like imprisoning, imprisoning them. Right? I have a, <laughs> okay, I have a good and bad for every single thing that happens in this show. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to commit to one side. (laughs) I don't. I feel like people are good, but at the same time, the things that I see them do, I'm like, no, they're bad. They're evil. But I feel like I'm just going to, you know, come to save him in this. Um, Maybe he's doing it because he knows so much of the Pack 5 to keep the people, the spirits inside of this locked gate so they don't go out and cause more harm or even have the cycle repeat itself or it could be that he's just creepy and yeah i don't know (laughs) so i just want to play devil's advocate on that and say yes he could be trying to protect the town by keeping them in his gates but on the flip side they're never allowed to leave ravenswood either so is he making history repeat itself because these spirits never leave Ravenswood. There's definitely a double side. To or is this. he protecting the spirits and keeping them corralled and safe? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, all oh, valid. Hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does have a business to run. Yeah, so he, that's he true. needs people to constantly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. wow. Wow. Way, way to take it there. <laughs> you know, j- just saying. Yeah. It could be that. Uh, so we have a lot of interesting creepy things going on so you know uh olivia sees the the knife that we've seen collins um pick up and he was uh you know shining it and dusting it off and uh miranda moves the newspaper over and he's like looking like who was that what was that and i'm sure he knows there was spirits inside yeah. he just doesn't know that miranda is the one that's inside the room um do you think it's too obvious for them to give us that obvious clue that it, he he could have the uh the weapon the weapon yeah i really kill? do that that would kind of bum me out if that was the answer i don't feel like This show's by the same people, obviously, who did Pretty Little Liars. I don't think that they would be that obvious. It Mm -hmm. took seasons to get there on Pretty Little Liars. We're not going to get those kinds of huge hints uh, if, you know, it's the same people. They're going to slowly give us tidbit by tidbit. And if it was a hint, it would lead us in the wrong direction. True. Um, so I also have another question for you guys. Do you guys think, um, by Remy spending more time with Caleb could have impacted Luke's decision in him wanting to break up with Remy? Because we see in this episode, um, he has a talk with his teacher who lets him know that, uh, he's falling behind in his classes and as an extra credit to make up some credit, um... He should visit a play that he's doing and participate in it. 
So Luke visits uh, the set to see, you know, what it is, and he uh, signs up for it as soon as he gets there. He finds Tess to be in the play as well. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'm not doing this. Like, are you kidding me? He, you know, walks out, and then Tess approaches him in the hallway uh, by the lockers and lets him know that she's basically not who he thinks she is, and this idea and image he has of her and how bad she is and yes maybe she is using olivia to get popularity and fame but the only reason she's doing it is basically because she admires her and she wants to be like her not in a negative way uh but she wants to resemble all the positive things that uh, olivia has and she you know sheds a tear and starts walking away <laughs> yeah. and um you know that did it did the trick because luke goes yeah. to practice the next day and yeah tess is telling the teacher like are you sure he knows i'm here like i'm still gonna be doing the play because <laughs> i told him i was dropping out and he's like yeah yeah he does know and um you know tess is like okay fine he's here let me break the ice goes in to give him a peck, and Luke freaks out, like, <laughs> what was that? What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god! She's like, I just wanted to save you, so we're in front of, you know, everyone on stage. You're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tells him a sob story. I know. Ugh. So he yeah. goes in for a kiss. And yeah. then, like, walks away, like, pretends like nothing happened. I'm like, what, what, that, what was that? that? Kind of, yeah. That was why I was asking the question earlier. Was he breaking off things with... um? With Remy because he was actually into Tess, or is it some bigger issue? And I don't really know the answer, so you could tweet at me if you have the answer. I feel to like that. it's <laughs> a loop of like everything going on. It's what's going on now. It's the fact that Remy is choosing to spend more time digging into the story, helping Caleb out, versus you know going and spending time you know with him. She ditched him to go to the. Uh, the car compound lot, you know, yeah. to get the car, and Luke came and saved the day. What's interesting with Remy is that Remy is the one who's kind of the leader digging into all this stuff. And Spencer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Spencer, I was just about to say it. But Luke um, is kind of the most, he wants to be furthest away from it. And I think as a couple, that's a hard it's a hard road to balance, if that makes sense. It's a you can't have one couple, one side of the couple who's completely ignoring that something's happening, and the other one digging for every answer. Yeah, that eventually is going to combust. I mean, we've seen that happen in Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> yep. Toby was you, you know up against everything that they were doing. You know, but his Toby was, was involved. But then he, yeah, you know, started getting more and more involved i was gonna say he was on the inside but on the dark side (laughs) yeah 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 so let's just hope luke does not go there yeah but you know we never know what's gonna happen and we'll see so um let's get into miranda and there's a very interesting reveal in this episode uh while luke is performing on stage um for the rehearsing for the uh, for this play, Miranda runs in and starts looking for Caleb, and I think he's confused because he knows she can't leave those gates. And how is he seeing her in the school? Yeah. You know, is he imagining what's going on? She's like, where's, you know, where's Caleb? Have you seen him? And other people are asking him questions. So if he says anything, he's going to look like a weirdo. Like, who are you talking to? Right. So he's like, I need to go get water. <laughs> yeah. Miranda, meet me over there. <laughs> yeah. But Miranda doesn't make it to uh, to meet Luke. Uh, while she's walking back to to meet Luke, she sees a lady sitting on the chair. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, it's her mom. Yeah. And, of course, it is her mom. Um, Such a sweet kind of moment between them because you see how lonely she's been and like for them to hold hands and kind of be together in that moment was very sweet it was and it took her escaping those gates and getting out of those gates for her to finally meet her mom because all of the spirits trapped inside that house are so dark and so they've become evil because they're not able to escape and finally like settle down i was also gonna say yeah and the good spirits can't see they they don't seem able to get into those gates so So, 
it's a it's a weird thing where the these bad or they become bad spirits. So, you know, maybe Collins is keeping the spirits in that are directly involved in the Pack 5, the ones that have reoccurred in cycles over and over again within the gate, maybe to keep it reoccurring, but also to keep the information inside those gates. Because if they interact with anyone outside of those gates, now those are answers and questions that can be answered and help everyone else in the town not to have it repeat. So I'm pretty sure Olivia, uh, I'm sorry, not Olivia, Miranda is going to get a lot of answers from her mom, which in turn she could help the rest of the the pack into whatever it is that they're looking for and guide them in the right place. Um, so I, I'm hoping the spell is somewhat broken and the cycle doesn't repeat itself, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think we haven't seen the end of it. <laughs> Somebody needs to find out where he put the jars with the hair in them. So creepy. Ew. <laughs> yeah, because he moved them. We found out. And when yeah. we see Caleb uh, after Caleb finds out about it, Caleb goes and confronts him. I'm like, "What are you doing, idiot? Really? You just <laughs> walking like that? Like, I know Miranda. She's still here. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Tried to about? own that room, and it did not work for him because no. because those were all missing and. Um, Collins obviously knew he had been in that room before. Well, but he hadn't. That's the thing. He just, based on the information that they gave him, I mean, he got started, blamed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, started pulling on the drawers. Yeah, which was really stupid. I'm like, really, Caleb, you still need to be in that house to get information. What are you doing? Yeah, him because now you're just gonna be put on uh, the radar for for him to even have a mic- put you under a microscope and watch every single thing that you do. Not a very good choice. Um, this episode, we also see people breaking relationships and some finding new relationships. We saw Miranda and her mom, and Caleb also finds a long-lost relative. Um, we see him at Abby's graveyard. He's taking pictures of the broken tombstone to try to show her family. Maybe they could provide some answers. Um, at the same time, he sees a lady stealing flowers from the graveyard <laughs> he approaches her caleb saves the day and um it's like do you know that's not legal you know you can't be doing that what are you doing stealing yeah. flowers and she's like from everything she's like caleb <laughs> yeah i didn't expect that yeah. <laughs> is oh. your last name rivers he's like uh yes and you know we find out that caleb has uh, a family. Um, his name is Henry, which he reveals is his uncle. And I still don't know how it's his uncle because the generation gap is so so big. I think it's maybe his dad's uncle. Yeah, it's, but it's yeah. not his uncle. And we get a little. Yeah, we've already met his uncle in Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> and his <laughs> uncle. Yeah. I was going to say, we have some news and gossip with Oh, that. yeah. Duh. Um, so he convinces Remy to go see this relative he has, and he does research and finds out where he is. Um, so finally, Remy agrees to go with him. Poor Remy. She's getting pulled in so many different directions. Um, so Remy goes with him, uh, which seems like a convalescent house uh, yeah. or a you know, where an he's elderly staying, community, elderly yeah. community um, center, and they ask where Mr. Rivers is, and they point right at him, sitting down on the porch, and he's <laughs> playing chess. <laughs> so <laughs> Caleb needs to work on his introductions. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he jumped right in. It was very wasn't, abrupt. Yeah, but I mean. We also have to remember it is TV world where yeah. they want to get to the story and not have the how are you. He practically scared that poor old man to death. I know. <laughs> it was a little – it was intense even for TV, let's be honest. Um, yeah. But even before that, I thought it was so creepy when they're at the graveyard and Remy is debating whether she should go with Caleb or not go. And then we see this creature – I don't know – I don't even know what to call it yeah. – um, under this white silk – um, with the word trying to crawl out, so they pull the covers out, and the grass turns into a word, which is "go," mm-hmm. signifying to uh, to Remy to to go ahead and go with Caleb. So I don't know that if that was what that "go" was about. Really? I I kept wondering if there was some other, like 
I don't even know. It could be as literal as like go, like leave from this place, like Got it. get away from here, or some larger thing. I wasn't sure that that was what it meant. Could be. I don't know. It was just a thought that I had. Could be. <laughs> so you know, once again, let's go back to uh, Henry Rivers. Caleb is uh, confronting him and telling him, you know, who he is and why he's there. And Henry doesn't even blink when he, you know, gives him the whole spool, you know, the story of the Pack 5 and how he was um, almost killed and why he's here. He's looking for information. He wants to know who Caleb Rivers was, what happened to him. Um, was he, uh, did he die in an accident? And Henry's just, like, sitting there. He's like, checkmate, you should really watch the moves that you make. <laughs> and I'm like, Caleb's like, not even thinking what he's saying and i'm like he listen to what he's saying he's not talking about chess no. <laughs> that definitely had a larger meaning to it yeah you're just like okay yeah i mean all five of them in this pact really need to or now four i guess i should say really it becomes clear throughout the episode uh, when a piece of the ceiling fall almost falls on luke there are all these moments where you realize how careful these for need to be in order to survive. Like, it's not just figuring out these clues. It's being so aware of your surroundings. Yeah, and Caleb, you know, is... Thankfully, he jumps over and grabs Olivia to the ground. Um, You know, he wrestles her to the ground to make sure she's okay and whatever prop that they had, you know, a gate which was uh, (laughs) stringed up doesn't, doesn't hit her. Um, but what I I thought was crazy is how Henry knew where Caleb was staying. How he was able to just, like, pop yeah. into the house, into his room, open the door, give him a key and say, it's your turn now. Like, what, it's his turn to be cursed? It's his turn to carry on the curse? Like, what's his turn? To yeah. save people from the curse? I don't Maybe. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Gives him a key um, and then just, like, takes off. I'm like, how did you know where he was? And does Collins just yeah feel the spirits? And does you know Collins just let anyone walk through the house and (laughs) unannounced whenever they want? Uh, So Remy, uh, Caleb does a little bit of research and finds out where uh, their dad, uh, Caleb Rivers, old Caleb Rivers, and Henry Rivers, uh, their father used to work, which is now built to be a high school where they go to school how creepy is that first of all and remy's like i know about that yeah. i used to spend ninth grade down there you know in those hallways and remy shows that, what was it be, what was it uh, it was a jailhouse or something a jail- or a courthouse with a jail below got it yeah okay hmm interesting yeah <laughs> it all comes together so nicely heaven and hell maybe yeah i don't know <laughs> So they they go to the school to find out this key um, and what it's for. Finally, they open the store, find what the key is for, and then find this box that I'm guessing is going to have information. (laughs) We'll see more of it. We really don't see what happens. But Caleb comes back to the room, upset, kicks the box, and it opens up. But we don't get to see what's inside. (sighs) (laughs) Crazy. It's like one of those things, cliffhanger in a lot of ways, because you know there's something probably terrible in that box. And, yeah, (laughs) we do know that next episode there's going to be a lot of juicy information um, and secrets. Some secrets may be revealed. Yeah. um, But we go into news and gossip because I know you have some information. We do. And, yeah, let's do news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Well, in case you missed it, we should start off news and gossip with the fact that next week's episode is, in fact, the last of this year's episodes. It'll be, the show is back in January. We talked about it last week, but next week is the, I guess you can say, winter finale um, of Ravenswood. 
And we will see, be seeing Ashley Benson from Pretty Little Liars on next week's show, also from the previews. Yay! <laughs> so exciting. And so oh. we're guessing she did get the email Caleb sent her. Yeah. Or will send her, which we don't see if he does or yeah. doesn't. Maybe she doesn't and she just shows up. We'll uh, see. Yeah. And <laughs> Ashley Benson is as confused. She tells E! Online, I actually don't know what I'm doing at all when I'm over there. They won't tell me anything. I'm like, wait, are we together? Are we not together? What am I doing? Am I crying? I don't even know what I'm doing. And so I think fingers crossed that it all works out for them. And I kind of want more Caleb and Hannah together. So yeah. I hope it it doesn't end. But we'll Hopefully. see you next week. And Nicole Gail Anderson uh, did an interview with Parade. And she talks about that this show has been kind of a crazy leap with everything supernatural going on. Um, she says it's kind of uh, referring to the fact that her character died um, in the second episode, which I think was shocking to all the fans out there. It's a little nuts. They did it so soon in the season. But I think that's what they were going for, the shock value. So that's a fun little... I was just like, yeah, she understands. That was really, really surprising, I think, to many fans out there. I know we get tweets about it all the time, that different things that shock people on the show. And also, you never think about the filming of these things, but um, Nicole mentions that um, as a ghost, she has to interact with things that aren't actually there. So <laughs> she's dealing with, you know there's nothing in front of her and being scared out of her mind which I mean props to her for doing it because yeah. they do it so well on the show um, and then uh, Wet Paint did an article talking about we mentioned briefly earlier tonight that Caleb's estranged father Jamie um, we saw in Pretty Little Liars and fans are wondering when he'll be back and uh, Marlene King who's the showrunner for Pretty Little Liars says that we will see Jamie on Ravenswood um, mm -hmm. she confirmed it in a tweet to a fan um, on November 10th and so it'll be interesting to see what that means for Caleb and how that affects this curse that's mm -hmm. going on that pa the pact um, and you had one yes I do okay so we all know that in a lot of these TV shows that involve high school, the students are actually, well, the actors are a lot older than they should be to be in high school. Yeah, very It seems familiar. a lot of the storylines are a little older than what should yeah. be happening in high school. Uh, but Tyler Blackburn is 27. I mean... That's older, for sure. That, that actually makes me feel better because now I don't feel like a pedophile. I don't know I about mean. you guys. <laughs> and not as shocking, but Nicole Anderson is 23. And Luke, Brett, is also 23. And Merritt Patterson, who plays Olivia, is 23. And Brittany Oldford is... Actually, we don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no one knows. She keeps it a secret. She's not. Isn't that weird? There's a few actresses who like mm -hmm. to do that, that keep, yeah. keep their age a secret. And I have to say, this is not the first show that I've uh, hosted here that has had older cast members. I've done Gossip Girl and Glee, and they all oh, were yeah. in their 20s as high schoolers. So. Like, even late 20s. It's shocking yeah. to me. Yeah, it's crazy. But... They do it well on this show. I think ABC Family does a great job of casting these people who, yes, there's mature subjects. Yeah. So you, you don't want them to look like a wide-eyed freshman, mm -hmm. but on the flip side, they do a good job of still yeah. looking, you know, in the high school realm, you could say. Yeah, exactly. And then I was also going to just point out our ratings didn't drop so much on Ravenswood this week. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I think from uh, the pilot to uh, yeah. the next episode, I know we lost a big number it of viewers. It was like 50%. Yeah. As the episodes continued on, it's been stagnant and it's been yeah. pretty consistent, So, which is good. And I predict that it'll pick back up What's when they pair it back up with Pretty Little Liars. Exactly. I think that the fans are similar for these two shows and having a night where you get Pretty Little Liars and then Ravenswood will really help the ABC I, yeah. family pick up those I ratings. wonder how they're going to do the timing. Like, is it going to be back-to-back -back or is it going to be on yeah. different days? I, I think they're planning back-to-back, -back, last I heard. Well, and I Got wonder it. how that's going to work with Caleb, too. Like, 
I don't think he's going to cross over for a yeah. while. Yeah. I mean, I think you're going to get these like next week. Ashley Benson will be there at times yeah. and and he will probably cross over mm-hmm. at moments as well and maybe even do something where they all cross over together and have a two-hour like Ravenswood. Crazy. I mean, <laughs> like a true crossover. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go on to predictions. Some. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Do you guys want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Um, I think Collins and um, Olivia's mother, there's more. We, we've talked so much about this, but there's more to that story. That um, I think that he may have had a past relationship with her, wants to have a relationship. There's something there, and I do wonder about the connection he has to the father's death. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be really interesting. And also, I predict that Caleb did not send the email. I'm curious to see what you guys think about that. But I think he didn't send the email that Miranda wrote because he was so wanted to be honest with her and having another girl write that email seems so dishonest. That would have been terrible. I was going to say something about that. And how I was saying earlier, maybe Hannah comes back unannounced next week. Ooh. And that said, Caleb probably didn't send that email, and he's going to get a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to predict that Olivia is going to start digging into her mom Mm -hmm. and the information that she's been keeping from them. But also, I think Olivia is going to start getting close with Abby. I think Ooh, now that the curse is somewhat broken with Miranda leaving and she's able to go outside of the gates, I wonder if Abby will start coming around more because all of them ultimately want to escape those gates. Mm-hmm. So maybe Miranda is going to help the rest of them escape the gates so that way they could all help stop this curse. That would be a very interesting kind of continuation. I feel like we won't see that so much next week, but mm-hmm. into that January, the continuation of the season. Definitely. Well, um, thank you guys so much for watching us, uh, tuning in. Um, I'm your host, Emma Kay, and where can everyone find you guys? Yeah, I'm Stephanie Wanger, and you can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Wanger, keeping it simple for everyone. And you can find me on Twitter at Sarah GGG. That's three Gs. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Real Emma Kay, and don't forget to shop on to EmmaKayScalls.com. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 